Welcome to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast, an integrative health podcast by Center for New Medicine. We created the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast as an extension of our mission to educate and empower individuals along their health journey. This integrative health podcast will bring you in-depth expert interviews on a plethora of health topics. Tune in bi-weekly for interviews on how to create a non-toxic lifestyle, integrative approaches to treating complex health concerns like diabetes, Lyme's, Hashimoto's, Crohn's, adrenal fatigue, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, cancer prevention, early cancer detection, integrative cancer treatments, and so much more. Through the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast, we hope to provide cutting-edge, science-based information you can use to create a happier and healthier life for you and your loved ones. Welcome back to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Lindsay, and today I'm interviewing Liliana Partida, our certified nutritionist, and we are discussing how our routines and particularly our nutrition and maybe some of our habits can shift during the summer months. And Liliana really explains for us why it's important that we shift some of our dietary habits during the summer months what food she might recommend eating more during summer, eating seasonally. And then we also talk a good bit about how she really feels it's very, very helpful to do seasonal cleanses, as well as add in little things that we're doing on a daily basis to help the body detox. And so she gets really specific on what some of those things are that we can do on a daily basis. And then also if we're wanting to do a cleanse, some options that exist for that as well. Well, Liliana, welcome back to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast. Oh, thank you for having me again. I always enjoy coming on your show and sharing any information or inspiration that I have. Yes, and today I think is going to be a really fun episode because we're talking about some of the pivots and the shifts that we can make during the summer months. But before we get into some of those specifics, can you talk to us why that's something we should even be doing? Well, you know, we we are um, influenced by the moon and the seasons. And so it's very important that we move into, especially the spring and the fall, it's a, it's a big drastic change. And so for our bodies to even to adjust to it, it's always good to do a detoxification during these periods of time. So I love seasonal detoxification at least twice a year. And so our, our bodies change in the winter time, you know, our metabolism speeds up a little bit more because it's cold. So it's trying to generate a little bit more heat. And you'll find that you want to eat more too because you are met it's cold so you metabolically want foods that are uh more carbohydrate oriented people will want hot oatmeal for breakfast and they'll want more hot food salads don't feel that appealing because mm. ayurvedically it's already cold from the outside so you're looking for metabolically more heating foods and so um when your body adjusts to different seasons it's good to support it through the the, the life food choices that you're making uh, in regards to more cooked foods in the winter and then in the springtime where it's warmer uh, and the body's metabolism has gotten to deal with the heat you know cooling from the inside out then we start having more cooling foods and so this is the perfect time where people would want to do juicing or where they would obviously it's always um, more enjoyable eating cooler foods 
uh, cooler foods in the summertime. So lots of salads, lots of raw foods, which is not that appealing in the summertime. So I love to have the in mindset. The, do you mean in the winter? Oh, sorry, in the wintertime, yeah. <laughs> so I love having that mindset of just, you know, uh, educating my patients on at least twice a year, you know, when we move into the seasons, just to prepare the body uh, for the changes. And so the seasonal detoxifications are my favorite. Yeah. Well, I think it's such a fascinating concept. And I actually, I think I first heard about this idea, mm-hmm. which is not new at all. It's what we evolved from, from Dr. Gundry in a book I was reading of his. But he was saying, I only eat fruit in the summer because from an evolutionary standpoint, that was the only time we had fruit right. was in the yes. summer unless it was made into a jam or a jelly that was kept then through the winter months but when he said it in that way it made so much more sense to me of like oh wow yeah of course so but i think in today's day and age where there's this there's this sort of the media and this marketing around you know for example whatever it is this one food group is so good for you you should eat it every day every day for the rest of your life can you just touch on that a little bit like why is it good for the body to maybe not get the same thing all the time well the immune system can be very sensitive so when it comes to fruit it's not going to be that um i would say sensitive because of the fact that it doesn't have all of these proteins in it that the body can be um allergenic or have sensitivities to and so when my patients have um, immunity issues whatever they are whether they be cancer autoimmune issues they're already compromised so i have them rotate their food their proteins their nuts their nut milk so uh because honestly, I have my patients who, when they say the word, I love, I love bread or I love eggs, then I know they've already formed a dependency in terms of an allergenic response to those foods. And so uh, a lot of my patients, um, they're very habit oriented. They eat eggs every single day. I, you know, when I'm talking to them about their diet, oh, what do you have for breakfast? I have eggs and, you know, a piece of bacon and blah, blah, right? And I go, well, what else do you do? And I, I have eggs and bacon, right? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And so I said, well, you know, probably if I were to give you an allergy test or sensitivity test right now, you'd probably be allergic to eggs because they have that high protein. So the foods that have that high protein with their, their animal protein or eggs or the nuts, um, more, more nuts than seeds, then I'm really um, trying urge my patients to uh, rotate those foods and not have them all the time the same thing so not only for a variety of psychological purposes but the immune system doesn't like it at all yeah well that's so fascinating and can you give some some other examples like I guess what I'm thinking is for example one of the things I do is I love nut butters Mm -hmm. but first of all I know that they oftentimes can be contaminated with mold so that makes me uh eat them sparingly but I also will rotate it so anytime I maybe get halfway through a jar I'll switch over and to maybe a sunflower seed butter or an mm-hmm. almond butter and just keep going back and forth so I don't get stuck on any one thing right so it's easier than people think yeah oh it's so easy I mean I always have you know pretty much two nut milks open right one is going to be macadamia nut milk maybe one is going to be flax milk or um hemp milk, one of my favorites. And then the nuts, you know, I'm really careful because since I eat more of a ketogenic diet and I don't use normal flours or gluten-free flours that often, so a lot of the nut flours, right, mm. I'm already getting a lot of almond flour. So I don't go almond milk and, and almonds as far as those nuts that I would eat. So I may, I'm really careful in regards to, well, if I already know that I'm going to be using this type of a, of a nut more often than don't, in baking, then don't use it in eating and or drinking. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to shifting the diet towards in just in the summertime specifically, 
one of the things you were saying before was shifting to more cooling foods. Mm -hmm. Now, is that like, do we actually maybe have more enzymes that are being produced in summer months? Is there anything physiologically that's actually changing in our system? Well, you know, what affects uh, the enzyme production is really the chemicals we put in the food. Okay. So when people eat a lot of packaged foods, they get carbonate um, in the body. And of course, that um, disrupts the liver function. And so, again, we want, like in the summertime, when you, like you were talking about seasonal f uh, fruits and seasonal foods, it's very important because they're going to have the most, the highest nutrition mm -hmm. because it is of their season. And then we let them ripen on the vine where a lot of times, uh, you know, let's just say uh, in the winter where there is not mango season or, or avocado season and we're getting all of these um, different vegetables and fruits from different countries. Well, first of all, they're not going to have the antioxidant uh, um, value of them if, in fact, that they were seasonal. And so... Uh, you know, to your to your take on the fruits in the morning, they're very um, detoxifying because they've got a lot of liquid in them. And also mm -hmm. they're very transitory. They move out of the GI system, let's just say the longest 45 minutes. So when my patients want to have fruit, I said, you can't just have it like floating out there nowhere, Bill, like, you know, in between your meals because that's going to spike your insulin levels. But if you want to have it, the best time is to have it in the morning when your body is already in a detoxification modality. Because between two o'clock in the morning and four o'clock in the evening, uh, four o'clock in the morning is when the body actually starts go in, going into detoxification phase to liquefy those toxins so that when you wake up in the morning that you can excrete them out of your detoxification pathways. And so to assist you having, you know, the fruits in the morning um, that are going to be very quickly digestible because obviously digestion takes the most amount of energy of any bodily function. So if you're in detoxification mode, rather than impairing it with a big, heavy pancakes and eggs and things of that nature that, oh my gosh, that, you know, takes so much energy that you're still supporting the body with these lighter, more watery foods, mm. more mineral-oriented, more antioxidant, uh, more free radical quenching, and they're using them, and a lot of times they're very purging. Just like green juices, people say, oh yeah, I've been having more loose stools because I'm taking green juices. Well, they're very purging in nature. So I say, that's the best time to do it, it's in the morning, so if you're gonna have, uh, I love not just seasonal detox, I like to live my lifestyle through a detox mindset. Mm. So, you know, in the morning when you wake up, you've got your lemon juice or your ap apple cider vinegar water, you know, both support metabolism and also um, alkalinity and enzyme production. And so, again, just start, start starting the day, making sure that you're drinking at least, at least 16 ounces of water. And if you can put something in it, terrific, whether it's going to be your lemon or apple cider vinegar, or maybe you decide that you want to, um, I love doing... Um, uh, just taking like a bunch of herbs and making a tea out of them and then just putting it in jars. I, this, I, I did a little recipe this weekend and uh, some oriental dish and I had lemongrass and I had ginger and turmeric and I mm. thought, well, I got all these great, you know, even the ends of the lemongrass. What am I going to do with them? I don't want to throw them away. So I put them in a pot and I, you know, I cooked them uh, for probably, you know, simmered them for about maybe 20 minutes, let them sit there, but the water was beautiful in its color. And so I put it in jars and put it in my refrigerator so that can be, you know, a wonderful anti-inflammatory drink. And so again, if you just kind of have the mindset is that, I mean, unfortunately, I was listening to Mercola and he was saying that 200,000 tons of glyphosphates that we use in this country. And so again, our, our bodies are not meant to be overloaded with such exposure that we don't even know exists, whether it's in the packaged food 
food or it's sprayed onto our grains or it is the additives or the colors and dyes, our body is not equipped. And this is why we have so much disease. I mean, I think we're ranked, um, I was listening to uh, Andrew Wiles this morning and he said uh, 38th, you know, as far as the WHO organization, um, World Health Organization as, you know, 36th or 38th in health. Well, that's horrible, right? And we spend the most amount of money on medical care. So if we just had a detoxification lifestyle, the day-to-day, you're just thinking, one, how can I not eat foods that are contaminated, mm-hmm. that are packaged, hydrogenated oils, uh, processed foods that um, you don't know what half of the ingredients are in there, and really go back to nature. You know, go back to what is real. I tell my patients, if you picked it, you know, uh, you know, from, you know, and it's a plant-based food, it's all God's food. There's no bad food. I mean, some people may have some allergens to some foods than others, but in the bottom line. Um, you're not going to get any, it, 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 you're going to get it with the full of the nutrition without any chemicals. So you got to go to the organic side. People say, wasn't well, it expensive? And I said, well, how about your health? Is it worth it? I mean, I never go to the doctor and I don't need to be, and the things that do come up, um, I can uh, remedy them with natural products or make, you know, rosemary tea or, or reg, have oregano or parsley or cilantro. And, you know, usually doctor myself up and get back, you know, on course without having to go and take a medication and just let the body's immune system um, work its magic. But again, the body can heal itself given the right environment. Mm -hmm. So first, let's not have, you know, foods that are processed and eat organic and also seasonal. Just like you said, it's very important because you're going to have the highest nutrition. And then in that mindset is... um, you know, uh, what can I do to also support my pathways of detoxification, like exercise so you can sweat and use that lymphatic system because your skin really is, you know, one of your largest eliminating organs. And a lot of times when you've got all these contaminants in the body, um, you'll start to get, you know, conditions on the skin, you know, whether it's candida and, you know, from too much sugars or carbohydrates, or whether you're having an allergy reaction to specific, you know, contaminants in the food. So I always say pay close attention attention to how your body's expressing itself and then you could make adjustments. Yeah, and when it comes to eating seasonally, one of my favorite favorite things that at least has helped me so much is shopping at the farmers market. Yeah, I love it. It's because fun. Because it's first of all, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. You it's like really a community, yeah. but also you go there and sometimes you know, you're, I don't know, I was just grapefruits just went out of season and I went and there were no more grapefruits and I had a moment of like no, the grapefruits are gone. <laughs> and then I realized, okay, this is good. This is yeah. time for me to shift to something else. And it's almost like the automatic um, guard for me. Whereas when you go to a grocery store, it is the same stuff day after day, which makes it just too easy yes. to get something that's not in season. You don't even know. Exactly. So it's no. been so helpful and just so fun to be able to go to the farmer's market. Yeah, no, markets. I love the farmer's market. It's very colorful. And also, too, it's just so beautiful to see these huge, gorgeous, organic lettuces that you don't see in the grocery store, right? Because yeah. they've got to package it all perfectly. And um, it's just artwork to me when I go there. I, I have so much fun. And they taste so much better. Even, oh, even Last you know, longer, too. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I got... A couple of weeks ago, I got some organic cherries from the farmer's market and they were just unbelievably delicious. Yeah. And then just in a rush, I was at this Whole Foods and got some organic cherries there and they just didn't even compare in flavor. And they were organic, you know, red, bright, beautiful. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I always, I'm so amazed on actually how fresher 
they stay mm -hmm. because you know I, I go to the farmer's market and I get up I have a two-foot refrigerator so the one outside and sometimes I forget what's out there you know um, and then I go out there and I go oh my god I got this like 10 days ago look at it it's perfect this broccoli you yeah, know yeah. and uh, and again with the package that's not gonna happen you know four or five days you're just starting to see oxidative you know stress on that on that vegetable or fruit and yeah. and so it's so much nicer the taste yeah. and also um, the fact that it's gonna last a lot longer yeah. <laughs> So one of the other things I wanted to talk about too is sort of sleep and work schedules yes. in the summer because, and I've read this before too, you know, the sun stays up longer, it comes up a little earlier. And so again, if we're looking at it from an evolutionary standpoint, we just naturally stayed up longer in the right. summer months. And then we didn't stay up as late in the winter months. Whereas again, in our present day modern lifestyle, we're just kind of so regimented throughout the entire year. So I was curious, do you think we should be staying up later in the summer months? Well, you know, um, that's really a good question. And so you always have to just say, okay, the circadian rhythm of the body is going to follow the moon, right? And so as soon as it gets dark, your melatonin production uh, starts. And so we are, you know, the, I don't think it gets dark till about 7, 38, like almost 8 o'clock, 8.30, yeah, 8 30, yeah, right, yeah. right? So, so again, you've got this longer day. And so what I tell my patients is um, your circadian rhythm is going to follow the, uh, the sun. And so when it starts to, and then also too, you've got your, your circadian of, of repair and detoxification. So if by 10 o'clock at night to two, you go into repair mode, you don't want to eat a meal at eight o'clock and mm -hmm. then two hours later go to bed, the body won't be able to digest it. And so again, I tell my patients, try to stick just like a child, you know, to keep them, you know, stable, uh, emotionally, you want to keep, keep them on time. You know, mm -hmm. they go to sleep at a certain time, they eat at a certain time, they have snack at a certain time. So their body gets very acclimated. Well, we also get very acclimated in regards to the way our body functions. So I say to my patients, you want to have it no matter what, at least three hours before you go to bed without eating any food. So I try to still have them, even though, you know, it, it doesn't get dark until really dark till 830 is to eat, you know, and put your fork down by 730 at night. Uh -huh, OK. Yeah. And then uh, because in the summer months, too, um, I, I think the production of your enzymes might even go down in, in the evening a lot faster uh, in the winter because you are it's 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 cold. The body's wanting more warming foods. It actually breaks down proteins and fats much better mm. in the winter time than it does in the summertime. And so, again, when you have these heavy meals at night, it, they don't feel very good. So most people, you know, will tend, you know, just on an intuitive level to eat a lighter meal mm -hmm. uh, in the summertime. So I think that you should, I tell my patients, stick to better to go to sleep at the normal time that you would and get up early when the mm. sun shines, right? Because now it's well, popping up at six o'clock in the morning and um, and try to stick with a good sleep time. So I, I, I think sleep is absolutely important uh, and essential for any healthy body, mind and spirit. And so um, I really am kind of a stickler on that mindset. It's <laughs> yeah. like, let's try to go to bed at the latest at 11 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, I think I've now um, dialed in that whole sleep and everything that if I, you know, go to bed at 12 or one o'clock as I've gone out, well, the next day I feel, you know, like I have a hangover, mm -hmm. right? And I don't know if it's because I'm older or just because, you know, my body was in such a depri deprivation when it came to sleep that now that I'm sleeping really well, it's like, oh, heck no, you're yeah. going to sleep at this time because <laughs> this is the way it works best, you know? So I say, you know, try to stick with the sleep cycle as best as possible and not eat for three hours prior to going to bed. Uh, I tell my patients if they 
are hungry that have something that's not going to spike their insulin levels, like, you know, half of an avocado mm. or a handful of nuts or a cup of tea with a little bit of, you know, uh, MCT oil or, or cream in it. And then because the fats um, don't necessarily, if it's a, a small amount, doesn't need the insulin. And if insulin is not in your blood, then you can actually use fat for fuel when you mm. are repairing your body at around 10 to 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Yeah, the not eating three hours before bed was a huge thing for me that dramatically improved my sleep. And I've been doing that for a couple of years now because it was just so impactful. But it's just so funny because as the sun's been staying up longer, I've just noticed that I go to usually go to bed like nine sharp. Around eight, I'm starting to get tired. Yeah. By the time nine rolls around, I'm in bed and I'm out in five minutes. But with the sun staying up later, I'm realizing like 8.30's rolling around, nine's rolling around, and I've still got the energy. And so... But with that said, that that still means I need to be careful about monitoring my blue light exposure a couple hours before bed, right. not eating three hours before bed. So I've just been finding that naturally I've been going to bed maybe around 10 instead of nine. Um, but I just I just thought that was an interesting observation of myself. Now, that could just be me. That maybe <laughs> You know, no then with else. these longer hours, I tell my patients, you know, now that you go home, then go for a walk, okay? Because now you've got sunshine. Whether you go ground, get to the beach, you know, yeah. and uh, recharge your body so that you know you can have that real wholeness in regards to I've been working really hard and I'm going to treat myself. I love grounding. I think it's really important. Just on that, we are you know bioelectrical creatures, and so we're we are very removed from the earth. We are in rubber soles all day long, and so the second I get home, flip I. You know, mm -hmm. flip my shoes off because um, in the summer months you can get away with it. I've got stone floors, right? So in the winter, I don't walk <laughs> around barefoot because it's cold. And so I tell my patients, take advantage. If you've got a surface, like whether it's wood, natural surface of any kind, take your shoes off because mm -hmm. even that you'll get some conductivity. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that these longer nights, it's an opportunity for people to go home and exercise. You know, it's like the Japanese say, if you want to live to be 100, that every time you eat, take 100 steps. Go for a walk and take 100 steps. Oh, and wow. I, I, I adopt that I said that's that's great I love that that mindset yeah so I think it would be fun to dive into a little bit of what you suggest people doing for a seasonal detox because okay. if we just said that who knows what people are going to go out and do yeah <laughs> well you know I think you know the summer months um we're not as hungry, and so I tell, tell people, take advantage and do intermittent fasting in the morning, and then that way you really give your body a chance to um, detoxify and also utilize that little extra sugars and fats that you know we can make ketones and make energy uh, to the brain and to the metabolism. And so uh, I always say that you know there's, there, there's one sure thing we know for sure, and that is uh, uh, calorie deprivation is what's going to keep you younger longer right <laughs> and so I say in the morning's that great time if people want to intermittent fast that would be great it's just a, another great way to give your digestive system a rest uh, if they are uh, uh, don't want to fast and they want to do more cleansing thing then what I would have them do is um, their lemon water uh, or can even make that drink that I was talking to you about with, mm -hmm. you know, the lemongrass, um, you know, at least a thumb-sized ginger and uh, turmeric, and then uh, about maybe four, five quarts of water, boil that for about, you know, five minutes, let it steep for four or five hours, and then put it in little jars so that it's very easy. You can just, you know, uh, put it out. Now, the body likes room temperature, and so again, right out of the refrigerator can be just a little on the cold side, so I tell patients, if you want to just heat it up a little bit, like if it's a beautiful tea, wonderful, um, then they 
they want to know, well, can I have a little sweetener to it? And I said, well, then at least if you want to have a little sweet and you don't want it, because um, it's not bitter at all. So it's not like, you know, dandelion root or anything mm -hmm. or... Um, so, uh, but a little stevia would be okay because it's not going to spike insulin levels. So I would say if you are juicing, then that would be the time to do it in the morning as well. So uh, whether it is uh, the lemon water uh, or apple cider vinegar, a teaspoon of that. I like, I like to, sometimes I put lemon, half of a lemon, half, a teaspoon of lemon, um, apple cider vinegar, and then I'll just drink it like that. And so However combination, I think it's just great to have the mindset is when I first wake up in the morning, what am I going to do to support my body in its natural cycle, which is detoxification right now. The digestive fire doesn't go in until 10 o'clock at night. So I tell people at least try to wait until that time to eat. You have more fire to digest foods at 10 o'clock. Oh, sorry, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay, I was like, uh, wait a second. Yeah, a little 10 a.m. 10 uh, and so... Um, so, you know, take advantage of these cycles. So if you are doing green juices, think green. Don't think, you know, so much uh, sweet because then again, that's a lot of carbohydrates. So I tell my patients cucumber and celery, they have a lot of water content to it, a lot of potassium, a lot of chlorophyll in it, and then parsley, which is incredible for the kidneys, some lemon, maybe a little bit of the ginger or turmeric, whatever they want to add to it. I like to add fennel because it gives it kind of a licorice taste. Um, and then maybe one little thing like half of an apple so mm -hmm. they can get that pectin in there and that little bit of sweetness but I say try to get it as green as possible uh, and just don't put a lot of the really bitter you know kale and and uh, chard and, and dandelion so that you don't have to sweeten it up so I say use spinach because it's very soothing and it's great for peristaltic activity in terms of moving the bowels um, and so that's just a great way especially if people have constipation issues um, to do a nice green drink in the morning but it's the lowest possible sugar as possible right mm -hmm. and then um and then, you know, when they do uh, start to eat their meal, you know, hopefully it would be nice uh, after 10 o'clock when they've got this more capacity to digest is um, have a balanced meal, okay? So since it's summertime, what I usually do is I have a big salad and I have some protein, whether, you know, if you're a meat eater, then I would, you know, well, as I am, I like to do both vegetarian and meat, then I might have whatever leftover I had last night, whether it's my chicken or my salmon or my lamb with roasted vegetables and salad. Uh, throw a little bit of nuts in there and now I've got a really great light meal but it's got all the elements of a stable blood sugaring so that I can work for another four hours uh, and then in between the meals um, I have my you know rather than most people will grab an apple or crackers and cheese I said have something again that doesn't spike insulin and so that would be that little handful of nuts or avocados I was talking about earlier and in the dinner uh, you know you want a lighter because um, again um, it's hotter outside. You don't have the hunger. So take advantage of that. So a lot of times I'll do a vegetarian meal at night. I might do a hemp salad um, with a bunch of roasted vegetables or a vegetarian curry of something of that nature. So again, um, the more uh, raw uh, each meal, like a nice big salad, and then with 50% cooked vegetables, and then um, whatever protein that they're going to have. And tell my patients who are eating beans, it kind of serves as both a protein and a high carbohydrate. So marry it to very low sugar food mm. like beans on top of a salad or beans in a soup but the beans and the tortilla and the rice those days are pretty much over for me <laughs> i'm a full-blooded mexican but uh you know they have the highest incidence of di diabetes there and obesity so wow. um I, you know i don't combine those three i say you can have one on your plate but but, but not two or three <laughs> two high sugars married together are, are, are not a good pair yeah uh, and so you know uh, and then in the mindset of 
you know, I love taking uh, support for my body, some, um, you know, milk thistle or detoxification, amino acids, uh, enzymes, probiotics to support uh, my body to the best of my ability in regards of, you know, the output that I do. And so I'm very careful to have more stress in my life, you know, that I'm loading my body with a little bit more bees and things for um, stress reduction. Uh, When it's kind of not so chaotic, then, you know, just making sure that I keep my immune system system very stable, especially when we're in the COVID mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got your zinc, your quercetin, your vitamin C and things that are very supportive over and above your fish oils and things of that nature. So I think that's just insurance to a healthy diet, you know, and you're consciously aware of, okay, well, I'm going to buy organic foods. And like with you, I go to the grocery store and if they just don't have organic green beans, then I just don't buy any that week. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's just all there is to it. So I kind of, you know, with the seasonal mindset, but then also if it's not available, I, I, I want parsley and gosh, there's only, you know, part normal parsley there. I'll go, okay, well, if I really need, I got to go to another store to get it. So I try not to compromise mm-hmm. um, because I think I'm, I, I'm just worth that little extra. Yeah, absolutely. When I love that you pointed out that if I'm feeling a little stressed, I'll add this in. If I'm feeling a little depleted, I'll add this in because that really is, at least my philosophy is the way that life should be it comes in ebbs and flows and nothing really should be a set permanent thing you know right. the set permanent things should be that we eat high quality foods but even the supplements we take can vary with the times and what we're dealing with what maybe deficiencies we have same with the foods but i think we just are so overburdened with work and responsibilities that most of us just go on autopilot when it comes to <clears throat> nutrition and the supplements we're taking and so we sort of just jump on one thing and eat it for the rest and right. i'm it's not like food you know the same yeah, food your body's gonna exactly. get saturated and it's gonna not need this and you know you got to change your probiotics around i tell my patients don't ever buy uh vitamins for more than three months at a time because then your you know your blood changes every three months and it's so important um you know one thing that uh we should not miss is the parasite cleansing i mean i would say here in our clinic i'd say four out of six patients are having or will have parasites i mean it's just basically a, a symbiotic relationship that we have with all of our bugs you know, bacteria, parasites, Mm -hmm. viruses, and so forth. Um, But we need to house clean them because a lot of times my patients will come in with brain fog and bloaty and gas and diarrhea. And uh, there's not really anything that we see lab-wise. So we, you know, as alternative medicine start to go, okay, well, let's kind of look at, you know, what is compromising the gut. Uh, We have a a variety of methods in which to test for parasites because a lot of times when you do, whether it's stool or blood analysis, you know, you don't find them. And, but when when we do it through frequency, uh, we have the firefly and uh, the, um, Molly who does the biomeridian testing and I do the LSA testing is very quickly we can isolate you know the parasites now most parasites are microscopic in nature so we don't see them and a lot of people can live symbiotically with their with their parasites right but in all reality we par- deparasite our dogs and animals twice a year why wouldn't we do that to our, why wouldn't we do that as well um, but I was reading something there, there was like 60 million people, uh, you know, are infected with parasites, you know, whether they get it through, you know, maybe their sushi, their raw foods, or they're not cooking their uh, food, uh, their proteins very well, or, you know, they're getting it from even, you know, the organics that are on there. And so that's why, you know, I wash all of my uh, foods, whether they're lettuces or, or fruits or even meats, and just a little bit of grapefruit extract, just a few drops of that. Um, 
But I think that, you know, on the mindset of having a lifestyle of cleansing, we should think, you know, parasite cleanse twice a year. And then, you mm-hmm. know, and then again, it, they're, they're smart little creatures, okay? They know how to hide. So you can't just do one month of parasite. You've got to do three months. And mm-hmm. then you can follow it by, you know, every full moon because they're more active on the full moon, like say two days before the full moon, the full moon, and two days after is just, again, take, you know, parasite eliminating uh, uh, products that support, you know, for more the efficacy for the full moon since they're going to be more active at that time uh, because they really compromise the immune system and of course you know it's I call them the hood you know all they all <laughs> like hanging out together so you're always going to see the parasites and the heavy metals and yep. the fungus and all these little things together so you know I just think that everybody should have the mindset you know is that how can I keep the burden load off my body well number one I have to think about seasonal detoxification but I ha- also have to think about you know, these other creatures that are living within my body, even though I might not have an expression, like I don't really have a whole lot of symptoms. But then when I check myself, I've got parasites too. So again, it's the ones that you can't see, right? There's Mm -hmm. obviously ones that you can see that we know uh, very obviously. But um, so I say that would be really important to do parasite cleansing is essential. And then of course, if you just live a low glycemic diet, you're already on a candida diet, Mm -hmm. you know, in regards to high sugars, which feeds uh, molds and candida. And so, um, of course, we have very specific diets for every little, you know, detoxification. But what makes it really easy is when you have like a, a protocol that's already ready and packaged for a patient to go. So mm-hmm. we have the 21 day cleanse. It's just awesome. It works on the all organ systems. And, you know, the first 10 days are vegetarian. And then they go into um, bringing, introducing some more of the animal proteins and stuff. But you get off all dairy and all nuts and gluten. So regardless, it's really going to support everybody feels better afterwards. It's mm-hmm. going to support. And, and, and cleansing with and then they have you know detoxification uh, supplements and fibers and, and things to support bowel function so I love those we do those a lot here we have a variety of different detoxifications whether it's uh, a one week or a two week or 21 day cleanse uh, we are highly recommend a liver gallbladder flushes and uh, just to purge the liver and the gallbladder and they're they're a one day thing they're just like okay a little just you know uh, discomfort for you know half of a day in regards to maybe feeling a little bloaty after you take the olive oil and things and and, uh, Epsom salt, but you feel terrific later and you have a whole lot more energy. Mm. You know, people always say to me, oh my God, Leon, I can't believe how much energy you have, you know, at 64. And I'm like, well, I've always had this amount of energy because I've always lived, you know, I would say just intuitively by default, a detox lifestyle because I was a track athlete. So I was always in, you know, what, what nutrition should I have to have the best performance, you know, and constantly in detoxification because you're sweating all the time. So turned a a love into a profession. Yeah, I love that. Well, I could just keep asking you questions all day long, but I will let you go. I know you have patience to see. So thank you so much for this, Ileana. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime.